Welcome to Awesome with Allison. I'm Allison, and my only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at me, laughing with me, <laughs> lots of that, or learning something new and helpful. I hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I am with my man, my lover, Eric. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm gr- I'm so pumped. What do you mean that's it? Well, we're in, in Pleasant Picture Studios. Well, I didn't know what I thought it'd be. You know, the ramp up was huge, and then it's just Eric. Oh, it it was it was meant to be sensual, Eric. Oh, well, I do have my shirt off. So he actually does have his shirt off because it gets real hot in his sexy, sexy studio. Well, is it's that not why? because it, well, it is sexy, but it's it's also because you're always cold. This is a big problem in our marriage. Oh, man. And speaking of marriage, welcome to episode 12. And in this episode, we are going to talk about nine things we've learned from being married for nine years because this episode comes out on our... It's our anniversary. Remember that song from the 80s? No. I love that song. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure some of our listeners do. Please uh, write in if you know who's saying that. And that's all (laughs) you get from me. All right. So for reals, uh, we were married nine years ago, uh, March 22nd, 2008. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Be confident with that. Yes. <laughs> I have a hard time with yours. You can also just subtract backwards if you don't remember. Okay. Simmer down now. Everybody calm down. And we just want to thank you guys so much for listening. We're really excited to share these nine things we've learned. We actually, I came up with five and Eric came up with four and we haven't told each other what they are. Um, we are so sad that we weren't able to do the podcast last week. And so if you've been crying. Tell them why. Because I had strep. Strep throat. But you know what? That's not an excuse. I had strep, but there's no excuse because I sh- I should have had a backup plan in place and we should have been scheduled further out. Guess what? We're not perfect. I'm not a perfect, perfect person. person. <laughs> I hate Hoobastank. I hate Hoobastank. Uh, wait, have I told that story yet? No. I tell that story all the time. Okay. Quick, quick, quick story. Um, I was in a graphic design class and there was this really, where was Barty from? Croatia Croatia. or Serbia. One of those beautiful countries. Yeah. Barty was this really snotty designer and a really snooty design teacher. Lots of snootiness going on. He's a great person and a good friend. Just just in the design world. He's a super snotty designer. And, and the design teacher had said, find a way to introduce yourself to the class and make everyone remember you. So I brought in a karaoke machine and I did Hooba Stinks the reason. And I karaoke too. Um, the reason, and it, because I said, hi, my name is Allison and I'm not a perfect person. And then I, I'm not a perfect person. And I did that. (laughs) Did you you actually do the whole song? I did a good part of the song. There's like 30 people in the class. So it was an intimate setting to Hoobastank. Uh, pretty brave. To share Hoobastank. Yeah, I don't know. I look back and I'm like, I'm not sure. It seemed like a good idea. Well, at guess the time. what? You're not a perfect person. So how, how could you know? <laughs> okay, so then right after I go, and like, let's say 98% of the class understood that like I was kidding. And if you like Hoobastank, that's fine. Hoobastank isn't necessarily my cup of tea. And so then Barty stands up right after I do this totally vulnerable thing and goes, My name is Barty and I hate Hoobastank. <laughs> 
because <laughs> he he didn't get the joke. Anyway, uh, that's also a couple of titles for my book. He didn't get the joke, and it seemed like a good idea at the time. I'm always writing titles for whatever book it is going to be. Uh, before we share our nine things we've learned from being married for nine years, a couple of housekeeping items. Number one, Eric is taking over the emails for Awesome with Allison at theallisonshow.com because I suck at emails. Well, you just choose to not be good at it, but also you're super busy with like 50 other accounts. So it's just, that. It's just impossible for her to do it. So but lay I off want, her. We wanted, <laughs> we wanted to let you guys know that we really, really do love your emails. And also, I just wanted to tell you guys about this because Eric doesn't really get very much feedback from the podcast. And so I'm so lucky to get comments on my Instagram and I see the emails. Sometimes people send them to my Hey Girl, Allison Show um email and so i'm seeing this these really nice comments and it's really means so much and helps keep us going and want to create um the podcast and then it occurred to me like eric is seeing none of this and so people tell me in person too how much they love eric and and they're enjoying the podcast and again eric isn't getting that feedback so you guys you need to tell eric how much you love him otherwise he doesn't want to do the podcast this might be my last one <laughs> he's here you guys but for real no it's not his last one but just so you know we love to hear your feedback we love to hear questions and ideas and answer your questions and get ideas for new episodes that's awesome with allison at the allison show.com okay, I, ju- I just got access to the email tonight so tonight. I, I just responded to he's been people. responding to people and if if you guys write something that you want me to see he'll share that with me um, but just know he's going to be the one manning it and responding which means that there will be responses and it will be manned instead of just sitting there idle i just want to say thank you for the support for the chips on the sandwich thing <laughs> yeah that's right. pretty much everyone backed me up except maybe <laughs> one person no everybody told me i was disgusting uh (laughs) i i don't remember what episode that's in but hey more incentive to go back and listen to past episodes so again thank you guys for sharing thank you for your emails it really means a lot to us and we're excited to keep going strong and we're going to do a couple of segments the first one is nobody cares about your kids in which we share nobody cares about our kids and we know that but sometimes we still like to tell you about them yep because this is for us. <laughs> okay, share it, babe. So uh, Ginger, our oldest, who's six years old, she likes to go on daddy-daughter dates because I'm a sucker and I buy her a toy every time and spend money on her. And so she's begging for another daddy-daughter date and we we're planning it. And then Rad's like, we're in the car, so we're, all, con- we're all content. Rad's our three-year-old boy. He says, I never get to go on a daddy-otter date. <laughs> and I go, hey, bud, we can go on a father-son date. And he goes, and screamed and started kicking I want to go on a daddy otter date <laughs> because that's where all the fun's happening I can't yeah, even on blame the daddy him otter dates. yeah we, we've never you know there's never been a father son date so he doesn't know if it's good or not yeah who can blame <laughs> a bunch him of crap. yeah I make him pick apples and I tried to tell him buddy 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 I can take you on a mommy Sunday and we'll do this and that and no he only wants to go on a daddy otter date and I get it because Eric is more fun than me and he wants to, he just wants to do fun snuff he just he does he says snuff instead of stuff he's pretty <laughs> precious that was my snuff Ah, uh, three-year-olds. It's a good age. Hey, guess what? No one cares about our kids. Nobody cares about our kids. Uh, so we like sneaking that in as fast as we can before you stop listening. Okay, I'm going to share. It is a dual thought McNugget slash getting bookie with it. Na, 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 na. 
Thank you. Because it comes from a book that I recommend, but I'm just going to share a thought from it. And the book is Living the Wisdom of the Tao, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. It is by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I One of my favorites. I really have been enjoying this book. It's a really thick, dense book. And Wayne Dyer goes through, Dr. Wayne Dyer, goes through the 81 verses of the Tao and kind of, um, which is like an ancient scripture. And he internalizes them and adds his thoughts to them and I don't know just gives like his interpretation and I've I really really enjoy it and I like reading you know maybe a verse or two every night and I like to go back and read other ones or if I'm struggling with a problem there there's um they're done by subjects and so there's like living from the void or living by letting go living as if you make a difference and so I'll think oh I'm kind of struggling with this and I go through and I'll I'll read um, a verse from the Tao and his thoughts that might be applicable to the situation and so I just want to share that book with you there's always links to the books I recommend in the show notes on the allisonshow.com and I just um, want to appreciate your patience with my site at the moment I'm actually in the middle of reading of redesigning it and the thought that I wanted to share is in the intro that Wayne Dyer um, shares and he says nature doesn't create a storm that never ends nature doesn't create a storm that never ends and I remember reading that when I was going through a particularly rough week and it just brought me a lot of comfort because I think other people can say, you know, this too shall pass and they can say you can get through this um, and, you know, there's a greater plan and on and on and on. But just that idea that when you think about nature and you think about the planet and it's so much bigger than us that these huge storms are created, um, but they they always end. And so I hope that, I don't know, put that in your thought pipe and smoke it. Um, okay, do you want to get into it? Nine things we've learned from being married for nine years? Yeah, but we got to go quick because this is going to be a long episode. Eric hates long episodes. I do. I don't like long episodes. Because you don't like editing them. Well, no, it's not even that. I don't like to listen to long episodes. I like it when it gets to a point. Well, I like to keep it quick. Well, Stop talking about it. Get to it. Okay, I'll share the first go. one. Hurry. <laughs> okay, can I just tell them a little bit about our wedding or do you not have time to talk about it? Because you're so busy. Well, just because my shirt's off and I'm comfortable, you can go for it. Okay, thank you. So we were married in San Diego, because that's where I'm from, and we had a lovebird theme wedding, because you guys know I'm into themed parties, and I had a vintage 40s wedding dress that, I mean, was made. Our reception was like the best dance party ever, and we did a choreographed dance, and that was before it was popular on YouTube. I just want to point that out. Okay? Did YouTube even exist in 2008? Yes, it did, but the choreographed wedding dance like via the office and that trend hadn't struck yet, mm. so I'm just saying- Who choreographed the dance? Basically, Eric did. You, he really did, and we did it to um, junior seniors take your time or yeah, take the time. Yeah, junior seniors take your time, and it just was a huge dance party. It was so much fun. It was tented on a lawn, and the cake was really good. Anything else you remember? I never had any cake. Maybe, yeah. maybe just when we fed ourselves, but that was just a little teeny bit. But we had some the next morning for breakfast. Do you know? Oh that? no, yeah, yeah, I do know. That was good. Uh, do you remember anything about our wedding? <laughs> <laughs> 
I know what you're thinking of, and you can't share that. Is that what you're thinking of? Well, what kind of question is that? Do you... Okay. Do What do you remember about our wedding? Well, I remember it was a perfect day. And I mean... Oh. Um, the weather was great. We got married in the Cindy. You seriously, our wedding, you're remembering the weather. Well, I, I was just getting started. Okay. You're cutting me off. The weather was great. We got married in the San Diego Temple, which is a beautiful place. And all the food was good. All of our best friends and family was there. And you looked beautiful. I was, I was very happy. Still am. <laughs> I'm like not convinced with anything you're saying. What do you want from me? I'm just giving them a visual. Uh, the, the birds were okay, chirping. Why don't you wow me with your description of the wedding? <laughs> okay. So Eric and I like each other. And we have a pretty fun marriage and it's good. And so we're going to share. <laughs> I'm not saying we're like experts. I'm saying. No, we, we're definitely not experts. We have a relatively smooth marriage. Um, and I think we're really blessed to have that. And we're really fortunate and we're grateful. And uh, we have everybody has different struggles in their life and everybody has different challenges. And I have my challenges and Eric has his challenges, but we have been blessed with a pretty um, smooth marriage. And I credit that in into two things mostly. Uh, the first thing I credit it to is that I had a really long, tumultuous, difficult relationship for about five plus years that I really learned a lot from uh, with somebody else. And I learned a lot about being in a relationship. And the second reason I think our relationship uh, is pretty good is because Eric is really easy to be married to. First thing I've learned from being married is that guilt is useless. And this is because when I was going to think about things that I've learned, lots of them are things that Eric has taught me. And Eric really has a really healthy relationship with guilt and doesn't have the type of guilt that just weighs him down. And that's something he's really tried to help me with from the first year of our marriage. And so not only have I learned that from him and I'm, I still struggle with it and um, I'm so much better than I used to be. And also there's no place for it in our marriage. I don't use guilt to get Eric to do what I want him to do. And he doesn't use guilt to get me to do what he wants me to do. And so that's one thing that I think has helped our relationship. Yeah, for sure. Let me just give another shout out to Dr. Wayne Dyer. Okay. The reason why I have such a healthy perspective on guilt is because his book, Your Erroneous Sons, oh. was life-changing. Life-changing. Yeah. So check that out. Your Erroneous Sons by Dr. Wayne Dyer. I promise you from the top of my heart to the bottom of my heart, that book will help you if you have problems with worry and guilt. Okay. I love it. Okay, number two. You're for me. Okay, so what I've learned in, in the last nine years being married to Allison is that encouraging each other to pursue dreams unconditionally makes each other more alive and more happy. So even if a dream can be expensive or you don't see the value in it, just the fact that you're letting your spouse do what they love makes them so much happier, which comes to you tenfold. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> And I think this podcast, like over the course of the episodes, listeners can understand. I don't need to elaborate on that. We can just yeah. go to number, th number three. That's nice that you think that I do that because he does that for me. Okay. Uh, number three, sometimes not caring is the best way to show you care. Um, I've learned this because I tend to care about 
everything. I tend to care about every little thing. I care about what picture goes on this wall. I care about what color the couch is. I care about where we're going for dinner. I care. Um, Eric does a really good job about not making an argument or not caring about the things that aren't super important to him uh, and just letting me take the lead. And so something I've been trying to learn to do is to do that same thing for him. And so when we moved into our new house, I realized I don't care about the yard. And Eric gets so much joy and pleasure from taking care of the yard and the garden. And I would start to mix in and say, let's do this or that. And then I realized the best way to show him that I care and I love him and I support him and to keep him excited about this is to just back off. That's counterintuitive to me because the way that I show that I care is by getting involved. And I've learned that by letting, giving people the freedom sometimes when you don't really need to force yourself on it is the best way to show you care. I appreciate that. I love you. Love you too. Okay. My number two, which is number four is, uh, letting each other go out makes us like each other more. And what I mean by that is my friends and I go to movies once every couple of weeks or whatever. If I'm, mm-hmm. if I, if, if there really isn't something going on that I need Allison here for, or she needs me, we're super encouraging of letting each other go out and have fun. And it makes us like coming home to each other more and we appreciate each other. There's no resentment because we couldn't get to go do yeah. something that we wanted to do. It's been huge in our marriage, I think. And I think, it's interesting. I don't recognize that we do that, but then I think that you've recognized compared to other relationships that you see that that is something that is unique in our For relationship. Sure. I have very close friends. Or, yeah. Well, I don't want to get too personal, but I have friends whose wives and vice versa, they don't, they get possessive and want yeah. them to be home, to be home and spend time. And And I've noticed in our relationship, the only time that I care about you going out or doing something is when I'm feeling insecure or in not a good place like with like my own social stuff do you see what I'm saying so so if you have a hard time if you're in a healthy place you'll let your spouse be in a healthy place too or even if you're not in a healthy healthy place you should trust trust this that let your spouse go have fun and I promise they'll come back happier than Staying home. And don't guilt them. Staying home with a sad spouse. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm not happy about something that Eric is doing, like if he agrees to like play in a show, like a band, uh, and sometimes I don't want him to because it takes a lot of time and I'll say, please don't do that. And sometimes he'll do it anyway. you know, then we just have those conversations. But again, it's like, I'm not guilting him. He's doing what he's doing. And then we, we deal with everything like as it comes rather than holding it over each other. Right. 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 Even if he doesn't listen to me. (laughs) Okay. Number five, this is really technical, but, um, separate banking accounts have really worked for us. Yeah. This might not work work for everybody. This might not work for everybody. So this is really funny. When we first got married, we were in a lot of debt. A really unfortunate thing had happened with Eric and a job. And so it really worked for us that... Well, just a company went out of business. A company went out of business and basically screwed Eric out of a ton of money. So we were in all this debt. And so when we were first married, even though we had two good paying jobs, um, I basically, we lived off of my salary when I worked at an ad agency. And then Eric just paid debt with his. And um, I don't know, it just like helped us. And And two years later, we were out. Two years later, we were out of debt, and it was it was a huge amount of debt. And um, so it was, we were, it was over twenty dollars. 
it was over twenty dollars and it was under fifty thousand dollars. It was in between, but like <laughs> it was in that range, guys. Anyway, we've maintained those separate banking accounts, and Eric does what he needs to do in his business, and I do what I need to do in my business. Nobody's overspending, nobody's hiding things. But uh, when new synths and keyboards show up in the mail. I just let that go, and when, and when a million bucks of clothes and shoes arrive, because <laughs> I, I need them for go. a photo shoot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that is something that has worked for us, and I don't know if like marriage counselors or somebody would say that's awful. I don't really care because it's work. It's working, guys, and nobody's mad about it over here. Okay, number six. Okay, number six for me is expectations are king, and what I mean about that is the hardest part of our marriage of our marriage has been when um, expectations weren't clear. And we miscommunicated. And so we're pretty good about like warning each other about upcoming things and Mm -hmm. and saying what we expect from things. So um, I just think that that was a huge lesson for us. And when we both have clear expectations, we're rarely disappointed. I think that's awesome. I, I think one thing that's interesting is when we first got married, I was mad that Eric didn't like care about all of the um, furniture. And I realized that that was an expectation because in my parents' relationship, my dad is the one who cares more about stuff like that. So I think lots of times we, we carry our models of our parents' relationships or other relationships that we see, and we carry those expectations from those models with us, and we don't realize it. Um, and that can be a big hiccup, I know, for me, that I'm like, why do I even have this expectation? Like, where did it stem from? Do I really actually care? Um, okay, number seven. Number seven for me is do more and you'll feel like you're doing less. And that was, I don't know if that makes sense. So this is what I mean by that is... Sometimes if I feel like Eric isn't doing the dishes or Eric isn't cleaning up the bathroom or Eric isn't doing something, uh, what I try to do is I stop and think, am I actually doing it? And so what I try to do is I try to do more. And as I try to do more, I look around more and I realize all of the things that Eric is doing. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not like this idea of I do more and then I'm a martyr and Eric isn't doing anything. It's like, if I feel like Eric's not doing anything, honestly, it's usually because I'm not doing something. And so if I start doing more, Eric just naturally starts doing more or he was already doing it and I just start to realize it. Right. So I don't, maybe that's a convoluted way of saying it, but no, that's good. That's number seven for me. Okay, number eight. Do you like that? Do you agree? No, I totally agree. Maybe yeah. I just don't do the dishes. Well, no, it's okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I probably do the dishes more. <laughs> he, I mean, he totally does. I he totally really do. does. I, I think it's like um, when something bothers you and someone else, it's usually like an own your own it's insecurity. In yeah, it's, it's yeah. your own insecurity. So, yeah, it totally makes sense. But but at the same time, it's like yeah, you do more dishes. I organize the kids' clothes. Well, also, if you're so, I mean, I've I've probably you know not been obviously not been perfect with doing chores and stuff. But if you if you instead of nagging me, you jump in and you improve. That's what I try to do. That's what I'm saying. That obviously like is so much more motivating to me to help. Yes. Because I would I would start feeling guilty like sitting back Mm -hmm. (laughs) watching you do. I yeah I'll jump in. So that's awesome. I like that. Well, thank you. I love you. Okay. Um, your number eight? eight. My last one. Self-improvement is sexy. I love that. 
It is. When someone grows as a person, they become more interesting. You become a better person. You become sexy. And the other, and your spouse will appreciate it. So whether that's through um, learning new skills, getting new ideas from books and podcasts, like working podcast. out, like yeah, this is the best podcast. <laughs> no, self improvement is definitely sexy. It is. That pairs really nicely with number nine, and this is something that I have realized and really helps me take ownership over my self improvement. And that is, my happiness can change the room. It can change the house. It can change the marriage. My personal happiness changes the entire dynamic of our relationship. And I've heard, you know, you hear happy wife, happy life, or the mood of the mom can really change the family. And I don't, I don't know, because the mood of the dad can change the family too. I don't want to gender role this, but I have noticed that over the past year, as I have worked really hard to do what I can to get myself together, that this, um, weight has been lifted off of Eric and I never wanted to put that weight on him and he never resented me for it but when I stopped just trying to keep going and keep doing and just like white knuckling my life and paused to try to improve the things I could um it ch- it's changed the dynamic of our family. And I also noticed that if the kids are grumpy and people are angry, that when I stop and adjust my mood, I can, sh- I can literally shift the mood of the car. And so again, I think it comes down to taking ownership and taking responsibility for yourself and the person that you're becoming. That is like one of the greatest factors of a healthy, happy relationship. Mm-hmm. That's great. And it's, it's very true in our family. I think that you, you too, when you're in a, a, a happy, good mood, it, it helps everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like we take turns. Yeah, we do. Like if he's grumpy in the car, like I'm chipper. <laughs> and if he's chipper, I'm grumpy. I know. We have to like balance <laughs> each other out. We're never both pissed. Uh, sometimes. Short. short yeah, and then Ginger comes in and, and she's so beautiful and fun or rad. So something funny. Kids make it better. They make it harder and better. They're the best and the worst, but mostly the best. Yeah. But, okay, so those are the nine things. And I just want to share with you guys, one of the main reasons that I wanted to do a podcast was to share Eric with the world. That's it. I'm I'm 100% serious. And um, just that if you haven't had a man like Eric in your life or haven't seen a good man like that I wanted to share that with as many people as possible because he's a good good man and I love you very much I love you too it's been fun being married to you (laughs) do you want to stay married (laughs) yeesh (laughs) he's never he's never convinced he's never convinced All right. We want to thank you guys for listening so much. I hope that you have found something helpful, useful, or even maybe just been entertained. We want to thank you for the reviews that you have been leaving on iTunes. 
It means so much when you guys share the podcast with people, when you tell people about it, and when you leave reviews. And there's a really cool feature if you're listening in iTunes. There's the three dots at the corner of the bottom of the episode, and you can text somebody the direct link to that episode. So if there's an episode of this podcast or any podcast that you like that you want to share um, with someone, share a podcast. I really like that Dr. Wayne Dyer book, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. That's why I love podcasts because they can help us change our thoughts, which in turn help us change our life. So I wanted to share this review to thank you guys. We're going to maybe share some of our favorite reviews as we see them come in. This is from Dave Rich. Uh, he left this review that said real life y'all and he said listening to Allison and Eric is awesome. They are real, a bit silly and upbeat. Allison is crazy. I resent that, Rich. <laughs> And then he says, but she's the kind of crazy I can literally subscribe to. Haters gonna hate, lovers gonna love. Also, I'm listening in my underwear right now. You're welcome. And so we appreciated that review. Is that Dave or Rich? Dave, it's Dave Rich. Oh, Dave Rich. Dave Rich. Dave. We don't know him, but Dave Rich. Hey, if you're listening, send us an email at awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com, and we are going to send you some of Eric's music and some I'm doing awesome tumblers and. Also, I just want to remind you guys. Hey, I like this. How about the best review of the week on iTunes? Gets oh, like f- the one that you like? Yeah, the best one. I mean, the one that we enjoy the most. So there's, so that's really hard for you listeners to try and, you know, like. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I want you to leave a positive review if you like the show. If you don't like the show, well, it has to be relevant. Go, no, just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then okay, what are you doing it. here? If we, what, whichever review. From uh, from the last previous week, we're going to send you some music and some fun and things some from tumblers. Or, or if we answer one of your questions. So, again, just to thank you guys and to know we really, really appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing and spreading the word any way you can. I also want to remind you guys about my Year of Awesome calendar. We have a new month coming up. I'm going to have a new attribute of the month there's weekly challenges and you can subscribe to that through my newsletter which is really fun it is it it is i i I truly enjoy it thank you because i do original content in my newsletter i try to do fun writing and i always link to the previous podcast so it's a good way to keep up with the podcast as well and you can find that on the allisonshow.com and that's it that's the episode thank you again for listening what are you going to take us out on well we had we had a great podcast. Oh, we had a great. Oh, I wanted to share just a little snippet of a song. Do you? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, so because it's our anniversary, March twenty second, we can play thirty seconds of this song, and then Eric's gonna take you out on a, an original song. But this is a song that we just love to sing together in the car. This isn't like our song, our song, but, but it it's, it's like one of our songs. One of our songs, like, and you guys like might top like five. guys love that song say you love love me forever <laughs> you really took it home there Thank i you. hope barty's listening to this so you can say uh, barty, i hate donna, barty Lu- hates donna lewis, donna lewis. <laughs> um okay am i ready to take us yeah, out yeah take us out lover okay, take so us out lover this this song is called a million pieces by new shack my band it's one of the it's one of the sexiest songs i've ever produced it has nothing to do with me but well, everything is to do with you. Oh, shush. It, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs>